Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 17 of Revelation chapter 20. We're going to be reading verses 13 through 15. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now in our last study we saw how the sea gave up the dead and um, and now God is saying death and hell delivered up the dead. And the Greek word translated as delivered is the same was translated as gave up in the first part of the verse. So death and hell likewise gave up the dead which were in them. And we first of all can look at this as a literal statement concerning the dead of the world the spiritually dead, as well as those that were spiritually dead and then died physically throughout the history of the world, in the official day of judgment, and the official, the appointed day of judgment, began for the world on May 21, 2011. At that point, death, as every unsaved individual, is spiritually dead, even though they they were physically alive at that time. Death and hell, and hell is a word that is also translated as grave. So death and the grave gave up the dead which were in them at the point of the beginning of Judgment Day. It's as though all of the unsaved alive physically or dead physically were turned over. They were given up to the wrath of God, to the final judgment of mankind. And and that uh, fits everything that we know of Judgment Day. And that certainly is what these verses are looking at initially. But also... It, we we know in the Bible we have to look for a deeper spiritual meaning. And spiritually, we should remember that back in Revelation chapter 1, the Lord Jesus made this statement in verse 18. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Now, Jesus, having the keys, possessing the keys of hell and death, later on in Revelation 20, that we read at the beginning of the chapter, he opens up the bottomless pit and he casts Satan into the pit and binds him for a thousand years. 
the bottomless pit is likened to hell and death. It's the condition of being under the wrath of God and the Lord Jesus has the keys where he can open up the pit and he can lock that pit and there's nothing that anybody can do about it because it's all according to his determination. Now, when we came to the day of judgment, when God broadcast that day to all the world, May 21, 2011, Christ, who has the keys of hell and death, opened up the pit. And we read about that in Revelation chapter 9, in the first couple of verses. It says there, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. And that star is Jesus. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Christ is the one that possesses the key. That's how we know that this is uh, speaking of Jesus. In verse 2, And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power, and and so forth. And the locusts, it's given to them to torment man for five months. And this is describing judgment day, and the five months as a figure that represents the complete duration of Judgment Day, which very likely will will continue for 1,600 actual days. But here Christ opens the pit and smoke ascends. It comes up out of the pit and and darkens the sun. And the air was darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Now, the pit is that which is below. Actually, um, the same word, bottomless pit, is translated as deep in the Gospels. And when when the uh, swine went down and were drowned in the deep, that, that's the idea of a bottomless pit. It's that which is down there and below. But on the day of judgment, hell, death in hell, that's what Christ had the keys to. And here he has the keys that open the bottomless pit, or hell and death. And death in hell rises to the earth, where men are living and dwelling on the earth, because a spiritual judgment has come on the world, and God brings unsave mankind into the condition of death and hell. And so that's important when we're thinking of the scriptures we're reading in Revelation 20 concerning death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. Now also, we find in Revelation, if we go back a couple of chapters to Revelation chapter 6, And in Revelation 6, the Lord is laying out in a general way an overall 
way, uh, he is summing up the gospel through the image of four horses. And the first horse is a white horse. It's picturing the Lord Jesus force, uh, excuse me, the Lord Jesus Christ who's going forth, conquering and to conquer. So there's the gospel of Christ going into the world. But then there's a red horse. And the rider on the red horse attempts to take peace away from the earth. He's combative. He he is opposed to that gospel. And that's Satan fighting the gospel um, down through the ages over the course of the church age. Then there's a black horse. And the black horse is typifying and picturing the Great Tribulation period. Following the black horse, there is the fourth uh, horse, and, and this is called the pale horse. And we read in verses 7 and 8 of Revelation 6, and, and this is the last horse that that is mentioned here because... You had the gospel going forth in the church age. You, you had the, uh, with the white horse, you have the black horse, which typifies the great tribulation. Now the pale horse is picturing judgment day itself. And in verse seven, and when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, come and see. And it's the fourth seal and the fourth beast or fourth living creature. Because the number four is pointing to universality. This is the judgment that will come upon all the world, the whole earth. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth. Again, fourth, pointing to universality over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, that's one, with hunger, that's two, and with death, that's three, and with the beasts of the earth. Four sore judgments which relate to the things we read in the book of Ezekiel in chapter 14 where God speaks of sending his um, four sore judgments on the world. And we read in Ezekiel 14, um, in, in verse 13, Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out mine hand upon it, and will break the staff of the bread thereof, and will send famine upon it, and will cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it. They should deliver, but their own souls by their righteousness, saith the Lord Jehovah. If I cause noisome beasts to pass through the land, and they spoil it, so that it be desolate, that no man may pass through because of the beast, though these three men were in it, as I live, saith the Lord Jehovah, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters, they only shall be delivered but the land shall be desolate. Or if I bring a sword upon that land, again, it says in verse 17 and verse 18 says, though these three men were in it. Or verse 19, if I send pestilence into that land, 
So God lists four judgments against the land. And the word land can be translated as the earth. And four times he points out these three men, indicating it is his purpose that during the time of the judgment that the righteous, Noah, Daniel, and Job, the saints of God, the true believers, the elect people, though they're in it, because God's plan was to leave his elect on the earth to go through the day of judgment. But even though faithful men are in it, the judgment, they cannot deliver anyone, not even their own sons or daughters, because there is no more salvation. And this is what Revelation 6, verses 7 and 8, with the fourth horse, the pale horse, is uh, picking up on. Ezekiel 14 is a commentary on the pale horse. At the time when hell, Christ possessing the keys of hell and death, he opens the pit and he brings hell up to the surface of the earth to the world and the condition of hell now becomes the condition of the world. The world becomes death and hell. And 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 so in our verse in Revelation 20, death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. So in uh, this spiritual aspect to death and hell, the world becomes death and hell, and within it are every unsaved individual, billions of people, delivered up to be judged, and God judges every man according to their works. And what are the works of every man? Well, if if anyone is attempting to be evaluated or or to get right with God on the basis of their works, then they will be found guilty because no man is justified in the sight of God based on good works. Because if you try to go that route in, in order to become justified, you're going to do it based on uh, your own good deeds and and your own obedience to the law of God because that's what a good work is, then you're going to have to keep the whole law because that's what God says. Anyone attempting to, um, again, be justified uh, upon the basis of their own good deeds and works in the sight of God, they have bound themselves and obligated themselves to keep the whole law. You you can't just think, well, uh, and pick and choose. Well, I'm pretty good to my parents, so I honor my parents, and I, and I, I, I don't steal, and I don't physically murder, and and so people think based on the Ten Commandments, and maybe even not even the depths of those commandments, but the surface meaning, because the Bible indicates that God says, "Thou shalt not commit adultery." But Jesus fills out the meaning of that commandment when he says, 
whoever looks upon a woman with lust in his heart has committed adultery already with her. No physical act took place, but there's uh, God looks on the heart. He knows what's in the heart of man. Not only is it the outward action, but there must be perfect obedience within in the heart. And of course, no man is able to qualify and, and no man can keep God's commandments and that perfect standard of righteousness that the Bible lays out. All are guilty, and that's what the Bible tells us. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And since we've all sinned, then we, no man is justified on, on the basis of their works because you have not maintained the perfect standard, 100% obedience. Whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he's guilty of all. It says in James 2 verse 10. And, and so when God looks at their works and he's judging every man according to their works, you have people who, who maybe have given the charity, you're condemned because you failed in other points. You have people that are very religious and they go to church on Sunday and or they're they're religious in their Muslim religion, you're condemned because you have not kept the perfect standard of righteousness, you have not kept all good works, you have failed in some points. Or you have people who are just nice people, friendly people, kind people, never speak bad of anyone else, and they they go to their job they get their paycheck, they support their family. A good person, by the world's standard, you're condemned based on your failure to maintain perfectly good works in all points of God's commandments. You have transgressed once, but not once actually. You've transgressed a thousand times, a million times in thought, word, and deed. You are condemned, and that is the judgment of God to every individual that attempts to stand before him based on merit, based on how they have lived their lives in relationship to the commandments of God, the law of God found in the Bible. This is why God, addressing the human race, says that we are lawbreakers. We we have broken the everlasting covenant. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none good. There is none that seeketh after God. And we are a race, a human race of sinners. And the wages of sin is death. And judgment day is the time where God is exacting the payment that the law demands, you must die. And and man is already spiritually dead, and he's been brought into a condition of death and hell, and delivered up. Death and hell has delivered up those that were in it. They have been given up to the final judgment. And it says in verse 14, 
and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Again, the world is brought into the condition of death and hell, and the whole world and all of its inhabitants, the unsaved people dwelling upon the earth in the day of judgment, are cast into the spiritual fire of God's wrath for the period of Judgment Day, and the punishment is the primarily the removal of God's Holy Spirit, the end of His salvation program. There is no deliverance possible for you. You are in the fire of the wrath of an angry God. And finally, ultimately, at the end of this period of time, comes the last day of judgment in which you will literally burn as well as the whole world and universe and and you will be destroyed with a fire that will burn you up and burn you out of existence and you will cease to be forevermore. You will experience the second death that has begun and you are currently uh, involved with but which is concluded with your annihilation and final destruction of your very being in soul and body and all that you were created to be in the image of God. It is gone forever. You will be no more. And and that's what this is saying here in verse 15 of Revelation 20. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Only those precious souls, only those blessed individuals, only those uh, chosen ones, chosen uh, by God according to his good pleasure and, and completely and totally according to his grace, not uh, based on anything that they themselves did, they live on. They continue on existing, not only existing, but living in the fullest sense of the term as they receive eternal life and an eternal dwelling place and eternal habitation called a new heaven and new earth in the glorious presence of God himself and they receive abundant, eternal riches and blessings forevermore. And and these are the ones that God has saved out of the human race. These are the ones that had their names recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. The ones that Jesus died for and paid for their sins, thereby justifying them and making them righteous, and enabling them to live. These are the people that God has saved, that become the people of God, and they only, only them, continue to live into that wonderful eternal future, the uh, the uh, eternity to come. Only they continue on, Whereas the rest of the world, 
the 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 ones that um, live their life and and um, enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Well, the season has come to a close. It has ended, and now the foolishness of not doing things God's way, the foolishness of thinking that the temporal moment, the present instant, was greater than eternity to come is um, very obvious for everyone to see. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.